Papers Read on AI, with Rob, keeping you up to date with the latest research. This reading is brought to you by Mars Race, Stake a Claim on the Red Planet, available on Android and iOS. A Walk in the Park, Learning to Walk in 20 Minutes with Model-Free Reinforcement Learning. Authored 2022 by Laura Smith, Ilya Kostrakov, S. Levine. 1. 1. NTRODUCT1. On. Agile, robust, and capable robotic skills require careful controller design and validation to work reliably in the real world. Reinforcement learning offers a promising alternative, acquiring effective control strategies directly through interaction with the real system, potentially right in the environment in which the robot will be situated. Although large-scale robotic reinforcement learning experiments in the real world have been described in a number of prior works, reference 1, reference 5, many other researchers have sought to sidestep the need for real-world training over concerns about sample efficiency, often going to great lengths to design sophisticated simulation systems, reference 6, reference 10, and transfer learning methods, reference 11, reference 20. For example, Learning to solve a Rubik's Cube with a robotic hand required 13,000 years worth of experience, reference 21, which amounted to several months of wall clock time using distributed training and simulation. In robotic locomotion, Rudin et al., reference 22, also utilized distributed training to collect ADR main contribution as an empirical demonstration that current deep RL methods can effectively learn quadrupedal locomotion directly in the real world in under 20 minutes. While our results largely build on existing methods, we demonstrate for the first time that a careful combination of existing components can enable direct real-world learning of locomotion skills with drastically lower training periods than reported in prior work. Our evaluation includes real-world training in four different locations, one indoor, three outdoor, and detailed simulated analysis to understand the relative importance of different design choices. 1. 1. Related work. Roboticists have traditionally designed controllers for quadrupedal locomotion using a combination of footstep planning, trajectory optimization, and model predictive control, MPC, reference 31, reference 40, reference 42. Learning provides an appealing alternative to classic model-based methods, as it avoids the need for intricate modeling and extensive domain knowledge about the locomotion task, instead allowing the learning algorithm to discover a gate that works well for a given robot. Furthermore, learning in the real world allows the robot to improve over time with, on the job, experience. A major question in this line of work is whether RL methods could ever be efficient enough to learn dynamic locomotion in diverse real-world environments with more complex robots. Indeed, some works have sought to sidestep this challenge by using simulation to learn controllers that are directly transferred to the real-world, reference 10, reference 13, reference 22, reference 25, reference 32, reference 43, reference 47, or learning policies that can use small amounts of data when deployed in the real world to search among the space of policies it has for a suitable one, reference 11, reference 16, reference 48. Still, these methods rely entirely on the strategies the robot was able to learn while training in simulation. So, the training conditions must be designed and implemented such that the learning under them captures the behaviors that are transferable to anticipated test time conditions in the real world. While this approach to learning controllers is often sufficient, it is non-trivial to foresee all the possible situations the robot may encounter when deployed in the real world and engineered the appropriate training environments in simulation to prepare for them. Furthermore, these learned models are fundamentally limited to those training experiences they cannot perfectly generalize when they are tested in situations that differ enough from their training experience, 
but these unexpected situations are likely to arise in the real world that is highly complex, unstructured, and unpredictable. Early work in instead learning directly in the real world explored utilizing higher-level action spaces, reference 29, reference 36, reference 39, reference 49, reference 50, are fine-tuning, reference 24, to do real-world training. Perhaps surprisingly, we show that careful implementation of already known model-free RL techniques can enable learning to walk from scratch using low-level control, such as PD targets, in several real-world environments. Next, we detail prior work in using model-free RL for real-world training of locomotion policies, followed by model-based work, and finally, systems aspects relevant to contextualizing these approaches. For a tabular overview comparing the assumptions, requirements, and results of the works most relevant to ours, see Table IA. Model-free learning. Much of the early work on learning from scratch in the real world applied model-free policy gradient methods to optimize parameters of predefined motions on relatively simple hardware. Cole et al. Reference 36. Learn parameters of a predefined open-loop trajectory generator to control a Sony IBO quadruped and Tedrake et al. Reference 51. Learn a feedback controller to improve the control of a passive dynamic walker whose design is such that it walks when control is disabled, using policy gradient methods. Luck et al. Reference 49. Achieved sample-efficient learning by leveraging periodicity to similarly learn few parameters to modulate a predefined controller of a finned robot. Choi et al. Reference 39. Also use a stochastic policy gradient method learned to control a snapbot quadrupedal robot by learning a distribution over Gaussian random paths that define fixed-length joint trajectories that are then realized by an open-loop controller. Yang et al. Reference 50. Learns a model-free RL policy in the real world which outputs gate parameters and foot placements that are realized by a low-level MPC controller. While very effective for learning walking motions in the real world by shaping exploration and ensuring safety, using high-level action spaces limits the types of skills that can be learned. Recent works, reference 27, reference 28, have utilized off-policy methods, reference 52, to perform sample-efficient learning on a minotaur quadrupedal robot, two active DOF per leg, by directly outputting target joint positions. Training requires roughly 2 hours, 160k control steps, to learn to walk forward and 1.5 hours, 60k control steps per direction, to learn to walk forward and backward, respectively. Our work also uses off-policy model free RL to learn from scratch in the real world uniquely, though, we train an AL quadrupedal robot, 3 active DOF per leg, not only in lab settings, but also on outdoor irregular terrains, in just 20 minutes. B. Model-based learning. There have also been a number of model-based RL methods applied to enable an AL robot to learn how to walk on flat, solid ground, reference 23, reference 29. Yang et al. Reference 29. Use trajectory generators, reference 26, which output smooth, periodic leg trajectories and use a model-based method to learn to modulate these trajectories. Concurrent work by Wu et al. Reference 23 uses a latent dynamics model to generate additional training data in order to reduce the burden on collecting real-world samples, reference 53, in order to learn to walk with low-level PD targets as actions within an hour. In contrast, we use a learned policy to automatically provide resets, and our robot learns to walk within 20 minutes in five environments, three of which are natural outdoor terrains, using a simple model-free method. C. Systems considerations. RL is known to require lots of data to learn complex behaviors. For example, a state-of-the-art blind quadrupedal locomotion policy trained completely in simulation required 12 hours, reference 25. However, real-world data is significantly more expensive to collect. 
one line of work in making RL more efficient has been to eliminate the data collection bottleneck, using upwards of thousands of workers to collect experience simultaneously in consolidating the information for policy updates, reference 54, reference 56. In the locomotion domain, Rudin et al., reference 22, use this parallelism to train a simulated animal quadruped to walk on uneven terrain in 20 minutes of wall clock time and then deploy the learned policy in the real world. However, massively parallel data collection is not often feasible in the real world, so in order to there has been a focus on enabling sample-efficient methods with asynchronous pipelines. Due to computational costs many prior works, in fact, claim asynchronous training to be necessary for real-world training. Reference 23, Reference 28, Reference 52, Reference 57, Reference 58, most similar in spirit to our work, Harnoy et al. Reference 28, have a three-part asynchronous training pipeline, with jobs dedicated to data collection, motion capture for state and reward estimation. Follow-up work, Reference 27, achieved superior sample efficiency, approximately half the samples required, with the same underlying algorithm by performing synchronous training at a per-step basis, as opposed to episodic, asynchronous training, thereby reducing overall wall clock time by a similar factor. Recently, more efficient off-policy model-free methods have been enabled by allowing more gradient steps to be taken per sample collected, placing a larger burden on the computation. In our work, we find that we are able to support synchronous, per-step training in our implementation, see subsection 3b, achieving learning in 20 minutes on a real robot using a single GPU laptop. 3. Fast and simple RL for real-world robots in this section we will describe the algorithmic framework that we use to enable robots to learn to walk in the real world. Our algorithmic framework is not novel, and is based on standard Q-function actor-critic methods, reference 59, building most directly on DROC, reference 60, which extends the SAC algorithm, reference 52, with dropout, reference 61, and layer normalization, reference 62. However, for the task considered in this work, we only see significant improvement from adding layer normalization and increasing the update to data ratio, section V. We emphasize that our result is not enabled so much by any one algorithmic component, though the algorithm is also important, but rather careful implementation and task setup, which we discuss in section IV. A. Preliminaries. Learning to walk can be formalized as an infinite horizon Markov decision process, MDP, which is defined by a tuple, S, A, PO, P, R, Y, where SCR is the state space, ACERM is the action space, PO is the initial state distribution, PS, A is the transition function, R, S times a right pointing arrow R is the reward function, and check mark euro, 0, 1 is the discount factor. The goal of RL is to optimize the expected discounted cumulative return induced by the policy pi. S right pointing arrow A. We consider actor critic methods consisting of interleaved policy evaluation in improvement steps. During policy improvement, we fit a critic to estimate the discounted returns of the current training policy starting at states in action at the most widely used off-policy RL algorithms for continuous control, such as SAC and DDPG, reference 52, reference 63, are commonly trained by making one critic update and one policy update after each environment step. Since the update time can exceed what is allowed by the robot's control frequency, Sometimes real-world training is performed by collecting an entire trajectory and then updating the critic and policy for a number of steps equal to the length of the trajectory, reference 28. Next we will discuss the simple changes to these common practices we make that has enabled our result. b. Efficient model-free RL actor critic methods have recently become significantly more sample efficient by improving the training of the critic, 
thereby allowing more updates to the critic network for the same amount of training data. For example, REDQ, reference 64, extends SAC, reference 52, by utilizing a large ensemble of critics and computing target values by minimizing over a random subset of them. DROC, reference 60, similarly allows for a higher update to data ratio by regularizing the critic networks with dropout, reference 61, and layer normalization, reference 65. What all of these works have in common is that they add some sort of regularization or normalization method, or both, to mitigate the tendency that off-policy bootstrap critic updates have to produce overestimation and to overfit to the current target network, reference 60, reference 64. These techniques allow the algorithm to take significantly more gradient steps on the critic after each environment step, which in turn leads to significantly more sample-efficient learning. As we will discuss in our analysis in section V, we find that a variety of regularization and normalization approaches all lead to the critical jump in improvement over the baseline method. These results suggest that the key is not any one specific critical choice, but the general principle of augmenting actor critic RL with regularization or normalization. These algorithms use up to 20 times the number of critic updates to speed up learning with respect to the number of samples collected, but this increases their computational cost such that it actually supersedes data collection as the primary bottleneck in real-world training. Because of this, a naive implementation cannot train as fast as the samples are collected. Prior work has addressed this either by performing asynchronous training, reference 23, reference 28, or training in between trials, reference 24. Both options add a delay between the agent interacting with the environment and learning from the samples, which slows down training. Our choice of algorithm and implementation is aimed at enabling real-time synchronous training, which we expand on in section V for implementation. We use JAX reference 66, a modern machine learning framework that performs just-in-time compilation to optimize execution significantly. See section V for a discussion of the practical aspects. 1. V. System DES1. GN. We design our system so as to prioritize performing fast training in unstructured real-world environments. We use a relatively low-level action space, rather than using predefined motion primitives as discussed as used in many prior works, see section 2, and use only proprioceptive information, so as to be able to train anywhere, without an instrumented motion capture system. Of course, the MDP definition and implementation often has a large impact on learning, e.g., we found the design of the action space to be particularly important. In the remainder of this section, we detail these design decisions. For our robot platform, we use the A1 robot from Unitree and build our simulation using Muhoko, reference 67, and DM control, reference 68. The policy and Q function, Q, are ensemble modeled using separate fully connected neural networks that are constructed and trained using JAX, reference 66. A. State and action spaces for learning locomotion controllers. The robot's position is used in order to provide reward supervision, reference 68, and privileged information is often used to train policies in simulation, reference 16, reference 25. As such, such policies cannot trivially be further trained in the real world. When training in the real world, motion capture systems have been used to localize the robot, reference 27, reference 28. However, in order to train in the wild, the robot must be able to receive feedback purely from its onboard sensors. In terms of actions, for generality, we parameterize the policy to directly output joint targets rather than rely on predefined gates or trajectory generators. The state street contains the root orientation, root angular velocity, root linear velocity, joint angles, joint velocities, binary foot contacts, and the previous action. For the root orientation, we include the roll and pitch. For angular velocity, we include roll, 
pitch, and yaw information, as to penalize excessive turning. We use an onboard linear velocity estimator which combines integrated acceleration and leg velocity estimated with forward kinematics via Kalman filter that was shown to suffice for reward supervision in outdoor environments, reference 24. Actions that are PD position targets for each of the 12 joints and applied at a frequency of 20 Hz. We define the action space for every leg as PO, P plus O, where P corresponds to default motor angles and O is an action offset. Following Fu et al., reference 69, we use O equals 0.2, 0.4, 0.4. We confirm that constraining the action space is crucial for training the agent with reinforcement learning in section V. Moreover, we found that the default motor angles, which correspond to the initial robot pose and, therefore, define the action space, also impact exploration significantly. In the simulator, we used P equals 0.05, 0.7, minus 1.4. However, during the early experiments in the real world, we found that P equals 0.05, 0.9, minus 1.8, promotes safer exploration on a real robot since this configuration leads to fewer failures. We use a position controller where the torques commanded to the robot are computed as 7 equals equals KP, Q, Q, minus KG. In this case, Q and Q define the desired and current positions correspondingly, while V defined motor velocities. KP and K define motor gains and damping. B. Reward function. Prior works have reported using very complex reward functions consisting of upwards of tens of terms to give rise to a desired motion, reference 15, reference 25, reference 69, reference 70. We found that with the state and action space choices described above, even a simple reward function was sufficient to produce naturalistic gates. We define the reward function following standard DM control, reference 68, locomotion tasks, where the agent is provided with a constant reward within a target velocity interval, outside of which the reward linearly decays to zero. R, S, A, equals R, S, A, 0.1 V A is an angular yaw velocity and where, 5, yaw, where, V T is the target velocity, while V is a forward linear velocity in the robot frame. Our choice of the reward function is motivated by simplicity. During early experiments with the real robot, we found that using the forward velocity in the robot's local frame caused it to dive forward as falling quickly onto its head does correspond to high forward velocity from the robot's perspective. However, our goal is for the robot to move forward in the global frame, parallel to the ground plane, so we instead project the forward velocity onto the ground plane. We relied on rewards estimated via an HTC Vive VR system for the initial indoor experiments but not viable for outdoor experiments. As such, we switched to a Kalman filter-based velocity estimator. We compared the velocity provided by this built-in estimator to estimates from a VR system and found that the estimator is significantly less accurate and systematically underestimates the velocity. While this causes a stark difference in the rewards attained in simulated and real-world experiments, we nonetheless found it quite feasible to learn effective gates in the real world. We made further adjustment to accommodate moving the robot to keep it from leaving the training area with minimal interruption, we simply continue training while providing a reward of zero when we detect that someone has lifted the robot to move it, i.e. when there are no foot contacts detected. Otherwise, the robot trains continuously, terminating only when the robot's roll or pitch exceeds 30 degrees. To reset the robot in the real world, we use the open source reset policy from Smith et al. Reference 24. 5. Simulation analysis. This section presents simulated comparisons of design decisions and SAC variants we considered in this work. Since our goal is to run training on a real robot, we aim for design decisions and algorithms that lead to improved stability and sample efficiency. 
To match the real-world setup, we simulate the official A1 model in Muhoko and use the same position controller and rewards as discussed in Section 3B. We provide the exact model we used on the project website, the MDP formulation. First, we observe that the value of damping for the position controller used for the robot significantly impacts learning. See figure 3A. Small damping values, Cade equals 1, lead to instabilities, which are not desirable for a policy executed on a real robot, while large values prevent the agent from reaching the target velocity, Cade equals 20. Therefore, for the remaining ablations, we use the value of damping set to 10. We also evaluate other design decisions in figure 3b. In particular, we confirm the efficacy of constraining the action space. We observe that the simulated agent cannot make any progress in the unconstrained action space, while constraining the space leads to stable training and does not prevent the agent from reaching the target velocity. Finally, we note that applying a low-pass filter to the PD targets to promote smoothness, as is common practice, reference 15, reference 24, reference 27, degrades learning efficiency. This is perhaps unsurprising, as the filter creates a dependency on action history that violates the Markovian assumption. B. Algorithms. Our goal is to train a robot to walk in the real world as efficiently as possible, and efficiency includes computational complexity, sample complexity, and total wall clock time. As discussed in Section 3b, we utilize off-policy model free actor critic methods and investigate a variety of regularization and normalization techniques to accelerate them. All of the methods we consider are based on SAC, reference 52. We present an extensive comparison in figure 3D, with the aim of understanding which ingredients are important for attaining the requisite sample efficiency for training in the real world. Standard SAC, purple, with an update to data, UTD, ratio of 1 takes 1 gradient step on the critic for every 1 time step of data collection. Efficiency can be increased by taking more gradient steps, and we show standard SAC with a larger UTD ratio of 20, dark blue, as well. We see that naively increasing the number of critic updates made per time step improves sample efficiency, but still requires roughly 30k samples, which would amount to roughly 30 minutes, worth of data, to reach the target velocity. We implement REDQ, reference 64, by modifying SAC with UTD ratio of 20 to use random subsets of a larger ensemble of networks in order to calculate target values, and we see this regularization indeed leads to improvement. Roughly 5k fewer time steps, are 5 minutes wall clock time, required. As noted in DROC, reference 60, REDQ is more computationally expensive due to the large ensemble, and regularizing the critic with a combination of layer normalization and dropout can lead to similar benefits at lower compute cost, blue. However, we can also consider layer norm, pink, and dropout, orange, in isolation, each also with a UTD ratio of 20. Perhaps surprisingly, dropout alone already performs similarly to REDQ, whereas layer norm, even without dropout, leads to even better performance. From these results, we can conclude that a variety of regularization or normalization methods, if implemented and applied carefully, can all achieve a similar level of improvement in performance over their underlying algorithm in our setup. That is, the important thing is not any single specific regularization technique, but the use of any suitable regularization so as to enable SAC to effectively use higher UTD ratios. We also compare updating the agent between episodes and after every environment step and notice that getting immediate feedback leads to more stable training and faster convergence, see figure 3c. In order to facilitate this kind of training synchronously, the updates must be inexpensive enough to be able to perform them between time steps, of which there are 20 per second. As such, we favor using the less computationally expensive DROC variants over others in the real world.
v. Learning in the real world we aim to evaluate the efficacy of our approach by answering the following through our experiments. 1. How quickly and consistently can the robot learn to walk in the real world using model-free RL? 2. Can this approach enable a robot to learn to walk not only on flat ground in the lab, but also in the wild? In order to understand the variance across random seeds and small changes in real-world conditions, e.g., the status of the hardware, how many times the robot was redirected, etc., for one of our experiments, we train the robot four times in the same controlled environment. To study, two, we train the robot in four additional terrains, three of which are outdoors. Lastly, we discuss our findings from using the design decisions, tuned in simulation as described in section IV, to train in the real world. Videos of all real-world training along with code to reproduce our results can be found on the project website. A. Setup. We conduct experiments with five terrains, see figure 4, each of which possesses unique characteristics. 1. Flat, solid ground. We place tiles of dense foam on the floor for protection that make for a high friction surface. 2. Memory foam mattress. The other indoor terrain we test on is a 5 cm thick memory foam mattress. The robot's feet sink fairly deep into the surface sea, e.g., the depression in the surface of the mattress made by the robot in the earliest frame in figure 4, second from left, making walking difficult and requiring a unique gait to attain ground clearance. 3. Mulch. A layer of bark, about a foot deep, makes walking especially difficult as the terrain is not only heavily irregular but also obstructive. As shown in figure 4 idol, the robot naturally sinks such that the lower half of its legs are submerged in the bark. Thus, it must learn to churn through it in order to move. 4. Lawn. The lawn presents a lower friction, cushioned, deformable walking surface. 5. Hiking trail. Here the surface material is a compact, dry dirt. As shown in figure 4, right, the trail is at a slight incline and irregular, tree roots, pebbles, troughs, etc., presenting additional challenges. To be able to train outdoors, we use a laptop, Origin EON15X, for training equipped with a single NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2070 GPU. For all experiments, we collect data for about 1 minute, 1,000 time steps, by sampling from the action space uniformly at random. We then train synchronously, making a policy update, 20 critic updates and an actor update, in between each action executed on the robot every 0.05 seconds. On a standard workstation equipped with a NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2070 GPU, our initial JAX implementation of DROC was capable of performing 700 critic updates per second, roughly corresponding to 35 times steps per second. However, this was insufficient for training the agent on a laptop, which reiterates the importance of implementation for real-world training. For our final implementation, we JIT 20 critic updates corresponding to one environment step, resulting in 2400 critic updates per second which corresponds to running training at 120 Hz. In contrast, for a baseline comparison, our best PyTorch implementation was not fast enough for synchronous training, only permitting an effective control frequency of 7.5 Hz. b. Results. We report the average velocity over intervals of 1000 time steps, corresponding to 1 minute of wall clock time, during training in figure 5 with respect to the number of real-world samples collected during which the robot was on the ground, not including the times the robot was lifted and reoriented. Per answering, 1. We report the average and standard deviation, solid line and shaded region, respectively, across four runs on the flat, solid ground, pink. In all cases, the robot learns to walk in less than 20,000 samples, roughly 17 minutes worth of data which amounts to 20 total minutes of wall clock time due to various minor sources of overhead, jitting, about one minute, resetting and reorienting the robot, etc. 
closing parenthesis dot. At the start of training, the robot mostly shuffles, slowly edging backwards. In five minutes, the robot learns to inch forward but is unstable. Within ten minutes, the robot learns to take fairly large steps, but it has not learned to maintain balance while taking these larger steps. Finally, after fifteen minutes of training, the robot adopts more conservative behavior in order to both walk and remain balanced. Next, we train on the variety of challenging terrains detailed in subsection VA. On the memory foam, the robot makes its way out of the initial position it had sunk into during initial data collection, similar to the situation shown in the earliest frame of figure 4, second from left, within about 5 minutes. In contrast to the flat, solid ground, the robot falls much less frequently, but its feet often catch on the fabric cover and it needs to learn to walk in a way such that it avoids dragging the fabric with it in order to traverse it. On the thick layer of wood mulch, the initial data collection essentially digs the robot quite deep into the loose ground. In the first 10 minutes, the robot learns to kick up its front feet in order to dig itself through, as seen most clearly in the latest frame of figure 4, middle, where the robot is kicking its front, right leg up to pull itself forward. Furthermore, the terrain is irregular, yet it is able to quickly adapt its behavior. In all cases the robot learns to traverse each given terrain with roughly 20,000 samples, 20 minutes. 5. 2. Conclusion. We present our finding that we can train legged robots to walk via deep RL in real-world settings, such as grass, loose ground, forest trails, and mattresses, with about 20 minutes of training. We demonstrate that this can enable using a high-quality implementation that is based on existing algorithmic ideas, by combining standard actor-critic algorithms with one of a number of different regularization strategies. We compare the different design choices in simulation and show that a variety of designs can work well and then demonstrate in the real world that this leads to highly efficient and successful learning on a range of different terrains. Our empirical results show that real-world training of locomotion policies VRL can be significantly more practical than previously believed, and does not necessarily require significant deviations from existing practice in RL, but rather careful combination of current best practices. We hope that our work will serve to further encourage investigation of real-world RL in robotics. Acknowledgements. This work was supported by the Office of Naval Research and DARPA Racer. Laura Smith is supported by NSF Graduate Research Fellowship. We thank Kevin Zaka and Vikash Kumar for their help with the A1 Muhoko model and Philip Wu for designing and printing a protective shell for the physical robot. Thanks for listening to this reading. For the entire paper and more, check out our homepage, papersread.ai